Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. So my name's Kyle. Uh, nice to meet you, Charlie. <laughs> nice kidding. to meet you, Kyle. Um, I am the operations manager at BoomFit. Uh, got a family of four. Okay, I got my wife Hannah. Uh, been married to her for six years. Um, got my daughter Nell. She's three years old, and then Maverick, who is sixteen, seventeen, or eighteen months old. Uh, can't remember <laughs> one of those <laughs> one of those numbers you lose track i'm starting to get into the place where i'm losing track of months um but yeah uh that's it that's well me. In, in, <laughs> in a nutshell you, there's one thing that you didn't share in that but you did something last year in august that is unique i don't know if you'd be one of your formal introductions when you meet uh, you know a it's new part person. of my resume it's part, yeah. part of your resume uh, but you worked out with Rich Froning. I did at yeah. 2020 BCS Classic. I, you know, I was gonna say that, but I didn't. I, you know, I wanted to set you up. Well, uh, you know, when Rich introduces himself, he always says, "And I worked out with Kyle Beck in the 2020 <laughs> BCS Classic." So it's only fair if you do the same. Okay, okay I will. From <laughs> now no, on. yeah, Kyle. Thanks for making time for this and and um, just sharing about that experience. That's kind of really what I want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. We've got the BCS Classic coming up. Um, we've launched the fundraiser and so really to kind of give you know other people out there that maybe would love to do what you got to do uh, a little bit of inside scoop to what it was like and kind of encourage people to put a little extra effort towards the fundraiser we'll talk a little bit about what that goes towards Mm -hmm. but let's go back and kind of think about you know before the bcs classic Mm -hmm. give me your kind of uh a summary, kind of cliff notes, uh, a condensed version of your journey into CrossFit. Okay, journey into CrossFit. Um, so I used to do bodybuilding, um, and I actually hated CrossFit. It was one of those prejudgment things. Um, you know, I was like, man, those guys doing CrossFit, they're crazy. I'm just going to stick with bodybuilding. Um, and then I, I got bored with bodybuilding, and um, I was working for. Um, uh, one of my chiropractor friends, Dr. Craig Roschke, um, he was at College Station Chiropractic. I was doing an internship with them, and he would go down to Brenham. So I went down to Brenham CrossFit every Monday. Um, the first workout I tried, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was laying on the floor, put me on my back. It was wall balls. I don't even remember what it was, but um, I was like, that was so hard but so fun. Um, and that's kind of how I – that was my first introduction What to year CrossFit. was that? I guess that was 2014. Okay. Um, and I was getting kind of bored with bodybuilding and, um, you know, join uh, or yeah, we started doing CrossFit every Monday and I was like, man, this is awesome. Like I would love to do this throughout the week too. And, um, reached out to my friend Cade and cause he, he owns a uh, obey and, uh, CrossFit obey and Brian and, uh, started doing that over there and got addicted, joined the 5 a.m., um, that's the crazy crew for for those who know. <laughs> now, when you started CrossFit, you had did you have skills like pull ups, like or, or like strengths like pull ups, double unders? Did, was that did that stuff come natural to you, or did you already could you, could you do those skills? No, 
strength. I so doing bodybuilding, and then I did football in high school. So I had I had a general uh, base of strength, which I think was really helpful. But learning all the skills like kipping, double unders, uh, muscle ups, that kind of stuff took a lot of time. So you sure. were you were kind of fit. Well, in you know obviously no. <laughs> you were bodybuilding. I was big. Okay, <laughs> strong, pretty Ish. strong. Ish. Okay, yeah. So um, did you ever do a competition? In, in whenever you got started um i'm trying to think of the i think the first competition i did was either it might have been the bcs classic the I'm, 2014 i think it was the 2015 14 or 15 i can't remember BCS it, was, classic. it was uh the the right before we switched to partner yep the year before we did 15 okay. for sure okay so I was Four, 14 Bowl. was the first year at nutribolt Second or second year Nutribolt was fifteen and sixteen we switched to partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so twenty fifteen was my first year. I'm pretty sure that was my first competition. Okay, yeah. and and then after after that, did you just kind of keep loving it, love yeah. hating it, love hating it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of a funny relationship, and and I think as CrossFitters we understand, you know, it's like. You do a workout and you're lying on the floor or during it, you're like, why am I doing this? This this is crazy. This hurts so bad. And then when you get done, you're like, oh, man, that was so fun. I can't wait to come back and do it again tomorrow, you know? Um, and just like with all the different skills there are to learn, um, I think that's what keeps us entertained. And, of course, you go through seasons of like, okay, I'm just doing this so that I can eat tonight, um, you know? But then there's other seasons where it's like, man, I'm really loving this. Uh, you know, I want to get as much in as I can. I want to push myself as hard as I can. And, um, so it, it goes through phases, yeah. I think. At what point did you hear of or start kind of following Rich Froning's success career as a CrossFitter? So I, I'm sure you know this, but my wife is, Hannah, is bigger into CrossFit than I am. And so um, I think, you know, it was probably 2015 when we started getting into like watching it, uh, like watching the games and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, you're drawn, you're drawn to the best and you hear about Rich Froning and you watch him compete and you're like, dang, he's cool. You know? Yeah. So 15, he had switched over to team cause he won 11, 12, 13, 14. That's so right. So then, uh, did you see him? Did you? I go, might have seen him as when he was doing individual. But the documentary, I think, came out around that time. Mm-hmm. The Froning Four, yeah, came out around fifteen mm-hmm. or something like that. Fifteen mm-hmm. or sixteen. Yeah, I mean, we've probably been following him since like right before he turned a, a team. Okay. Now I don't know if you know the, did if there's any kind of other side story to this but like did you when you said follow him was he just like another athlete or did he stand out to you because he was the best or was there anything that drew you towards him more than any other crossfit athlete out there at the time uh you know i'd probably say his story you know like one he's the best he he was the best he is the best sorry rich Uh, (laughs) he is the best um and, and so you know that's kind of like who stands out just naturally because that's who they're talking about when you're watching the games and so you kind of like do your own little research you watch some youtube videos and you start to kind of uh, i don't know just get to know him as much as you can from a distance and uh you know i think his story was definitely something that kind of stands out you know um which his, part of it well like his his kind of ascent and then that uh descent from the rope you know and kind of his come to jesus moment and uh you know living for himself and then 
kind of given his life, re- rededicating his purpose and his life to God. And, um, you know, I think we can all kind of identify with that, but definitely I did. And cause that's part of my story too. And, uh, yeah, he just, he's just a good dude. Yeah. He seems like a good dude. And, and probably at that time, never in your wildest dreams, did you think you were ever going to work out with him? No, <laughs> no. I mean, with the first year that we, he came to the BCS classic, um, I mean, we were all just wowed, you know? Yeah. Like this dude's in college, little, little tiny college station, Texas. Yeah. Um, okay. So now let's kind of fast forward to 2020. Mm -hmm. You are, I think it was the week before Mm -hmm. the event Sunday before. So you're planning at this point to volunteer. Yes. Yeah. Judge head judge. I think you're going to run a pad. Yeah. Um, and then I called you Mm -hmm. and, we had the conversation and basically you were going to re- work out with rich. Mm-hmm. Tell me about kind of the, from that moment forward, kind of what that day in that next week was like leading up to, we'll, we'll kind of then segue into Friday night, actually meeting him. You try, you try not to let the, uh, pressure build. Cause, cause you know, like I said, I was, or like you said, I was planning on volunteering and, uh, I would say I was not in what I would consider competition shape. Like I had not been training for it. I was kind of going through the motions at that point. Um, and so I like wasn't ready physically. I wouldn't say I was at my peak. And uh, then you kind of start thinking about, man, I don't I hope I don't let him down, you know. But then at the on the other side of it, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm working out with Rich Froning. I'm actually just going to get to meet him or be like around him and um, it just it was kind of like a dichotomy of emotions one way really positive one way I'm like pressure 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 <laughs> yeah but at the, but at the same point or at the same time there wasn't as much pressure to perform because I was like I'm no I'm not in my absolute best shape so yeah so the the week of are you I mean is it something you're thinking about every second every day every minute every hour frequently Co- yeah frequently for sure uh, there's a lot of anticipation and build up up until that fr- Friday evening, um, getting to meet him and yeah, uh, you know, this might be going into a different topic, but like not plan, not working out on Friday because I don't yeah, work you out the day com- before competitions. <laughs> you had already planned your rest day, yep. probably your your early bedtime, and yep. then the RV shows up or it's about to. You and Hannah, we were about we were trying to we were about to leave, and you're like, hey, can you stay like 20 minutes? Rich will be here soon. And I was like, I guess you know, like of course I can, I guess I can stay and meet Rich. Yeah, <laughs> and so he rolls up. Yeah, uh, meets you right away, and I don't even know how this conversation started, but. I I guess y'all started just walking back to work out or, or we all walked back to show the venue yeah we were we were kind of walking around the venue and showing showing them around oh, this is friday night friday night, night, night before and then rich tells his guys that he wants to work out and so of course like <laughs> we work out so you just said jumped in yeah i mean they, yeah he asked if i if i wanted to jump in and i was like in the back of my mind i'm like not not really i was kind of saving it for tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean when rich asks you to work out you you do it and then so it, he came up with it on the fly yeah i i guess they wanted to do well he had already worked out that day oh yeah in another before. town yeah in another, another town because they uh-huh. were in the rv yeah this was his uh second part and uh so 
Yeah, he just I think he just made it up on the spot and I think he decided he didn't know how many rounds of it we were gonna do. It was a you go, I go twenty calories on the echo bike. And it was essentially a sprint. Um and he didn't tell anyone how many rounds we were gonna go because I don't think he knew how many rounds we were gonna go. And then about round nine, ten, I'm like thinking to myself, like, when is this going to end? Like, the, like probably the, logically, you're like, ten rounds is, is it? Yeah, yeah. And, and then whatever you think is logical, he'll probably take it a little bit past it. <laughs> and so, and then, so about ten or eleven or twelve, I can't remember. I lost track. He was like, hey, we'll, we'll go to fifteen. <laughs> and so, you know, it was kind of funny because uh, initially it was just us and maybe a couple other guys that were doing it. And then some more people joined in and, and then because there's 10 lanes and so all the echo bikes are, you know, being used or most of them. And then, you know, towards round 10, 11, you start to see people drop off, drop off, drop off by round 15, which is the last round. It was just us again. <laughs> like Nice. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was nice, but it ended up being uh, like 300 calories on the echo bike. How, how hard were you going? As hard as I could. Every, yeah, you were giving it everything. Yeah, for was sure. he was he going hard too? I mean, we were we were about seventy eight RPMs on the Echo bike, so I I think Came, he was maintaining. Going hard. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, he seemed like it, but then yeah. again, I I don't know. And how'd you feel afterwards? That was tough. Like it was really hard. It yeah, was, I I, really I almost hard. feel like it was kind of like a, an interview. <laughs> He was basically interviewing you for the next day. Yeah, I gave him like kind of a false pretense of what was about to happen. Yeah, not that he would have like turned you down, but just like, okay, I want to see who I'm competing with. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah probably. Uh, so that happened Friday night. Mm-hmm. You go home. Uh, you go right to bed. I mean, is it hard to sleep? Are you? Oh yeah, no, I didn't sleep very well last night. That night, um, I was. I think I was snatching in my brain like all night. Because one of the events was a snatch, and I mean, I was worked up because of that. My heart rate was through the roof, and yeah, I know I didn't sleep. Very yeah. Well. <laughs> okay, and then so the next morning, uh, what was the first event? Um, the first event was the burpee box jump overs, the double unders, the toes to bar, and then back through. Um, I can't remember the numbers. I think it was fifteen, ninety, then maybe sixty, ninety. 15? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. 75 or something, yeah. And then, did you guys have a plan? What did he say? Did he give you a plan? Did you just kind of... Yeah, he was like... So, uh, on the on the box jump overs, he was like, you know, kind of take it, take it slow on these. Like, I'll pace off of you. Um, and then the double under... Like, we talked about it a little bit beforehand, but not, not really a ton. Um, the double unders, I mean, it was both people doing the double unders... And then the toes to bar, they had to be synchro. And so he's like, just tell me what you want to do, and then I'll do that. And we kind of had to um, figure out the rhythm because there's a little bit of a height difference. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> just a little bit. You know, I, I saw a picture uh, of us doing the toes to bar, and I was like, that is literally why CrossFit is hard for me. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just very different heights. So Yeah, like a synchro toe to bar for you and Rich had to be pretty challenging like well he had to work a little harder because he had to slow down slow down and figure out the the timing yeah Mm -hmm. um okay how'd the workout go that was definitely the hardest workout for me um one because i started too fast on the burpee box jump overs because i think you know kind of that excitement of 
first workout, working out with Rich. I want to kind of try to pull my own. And uh, so we went real fast. We got off. We were the first ones done, and I knew that was a mistake. Um, and then the double unders were pretty. They were fair. And then toes to bar, it all went downhill. Uh, he was. He was like, "How many do you want to do?" I was like, six. So we did six. And then I looked at him. And I was like, "Let's do five. <laughs> do five. Let's do four. <laughs> Three. Two, I, can we just do twos? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were already at kind of like I was. Yeah, I, I I got wrecked. That was and trying to finish the workout after that was absolutely because you got to go back awful. to the burpee box jump overs well, and to the double unders, double unders. And, and then the burpee box jump overs and I I think I remember you know trying to finish my double unders and it took I think me it a was bunch 75 total burpee box jump overs because I think it was 15 90 oh, 15. You're right. 60, That's right. 15, 90, 15. Yep, you're totally right. Um, yeah, the, the third set of burpee box jump overs was terrible, and then the double unders was like a bunch of sets. And I remember him like talking to the judge like while I'm trying to finish my double unders. He's like, it doesn't even look like he's breathing hard. Oh, yeah. And, uh, then the last set was just finished, and then I laid on the ground and... Um, then I think I disappeared, and he texted you and asked yeah, he, if I was okay. And yeah, he's like, he texted me, he's like, Kyle, all right? You know, because I think you just totally, like... Yeah, he, I, I fell off the map after that workout. Oh, man. Okay. Hit <laughs> in, in the corner. So you regrouped. <laughs> yep. And yes. had a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything to eat, or...? Yeah, I, I can't remember what I had. But. And, then, and then you guys met up for what was the second event, which was what? Wall balls and... Um, rope climbs with the running yeah and you know at that point i was like man i totally dropped the ball on that first workout that was hard and uh like i was really hurting after that one um i think i just totally paced it wrong in every single way but you know wall balls and rope or wall balls and rope climbs typically go better for me for the taller people um, and we did a lot better on that one, and it felt very redemptive. Did y'all have a strategy? Was there kind of any game um, plan? He, yeah, it was like 40 wall balls, and then let's switch. Okay. And so, um, yeah. And 40 so, unbroken? Well, I didn't do 40 unbroken. He did 40 unbroken. I think I did 20-20 or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and then it was just do as many rope climbs as well. That was kind of one of y'all's best workouts, right? Yeah, I think I think we did fairly well on that yep. one. Um I think we've we've finished first in the heat. So. Now, did you guys warm up before these workouts? Would y'all meet in the warm up mm-hmm. arena? Yeah, yeah, we did, and um, you know that was cool. It was just a chance to get to chat a little bit with him and uh, kind of talk a little bit about the workout, and we get to hang out with the other guys that went along with him, and so um, that was really fun. Just getting to know the the team and um, got to chat with Rory a lot, and got to chat with uh, Brian. Um, and so it, it was. It was fun. Yeah. So, ba- and we'll talk about the third workout after this. But um, when you talk about kind of getting to know him, I think that's probably one of the coolest parts of this experience. Right? Mm-hmm. Is you get to know Rich throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I had the same conversation with John Devlin, who year before was his partner. When you think of Rich Froning pre BCS 2020, mm-hmm. and who you had seen from afar, mm-hmm. and then you actually experience 
getting to know him, like, tell me, do do what you thought and what you got to know align? Are they similar, different? If so, how? You know, I think it's just like meeting a, it's kind of like meeting a celebrity, you know? It's you, you know, you have an idea or you think you might know kind of who they are You or, you know, it's also like kind of intimidating to interact with them at first. You're like kind of a little starstruck. But I think as the day goes on and, you know, we share this this thing called CrossFit and it's when you kind of bond over something like that or like just just working out with people. Think about CrossFit communities. It's like you build relationships with people and it, and it makes things easier, you know. Um, and so I think that that's kind of like what happened, you know, me being kind of starstruck, um, but getting to work out with him and just seeing how... Um, how awesome he was and not making me feel bad if I was lagging behind. Like I remember on the toes of bar, like, I'm like, man, like he's just waiting on me. Um, but he's like, dude, don't worry. Like, you know, take your time, you know, we're doing just fine. Um, just let me know when you want to go. And so just, you know, I think to answer your question, long, long way around it, um, who I thought he was, he's, he's better than who I thought he was. Um, like you kind of get the story and, um, you get the story about him. Like he's, he's got documentaries out there, you know, he's got a YouTube channel. Um, but, and, and you kind of ex- think that he's a good dude. Right. And he really is. He's a good dude. He's a uh, humble, simple, kind, like likes to work out, likes people. Uh, he's competitive, you know, he's just a good guy. So that's awesome. Uh, I think that's one of the cool things that I would say, John shared exactly kind of in different words, um, but it, really everybody who has gotten to know Rich through the BCS Classic would say, "Is kind of you said it perfectly. He's better than what I thought he would be mm-hmm. in the way that man, he's just like uh, he's authentic, he's down to earth, uh, he doesn't think of himself any better, you know, any better than anyone else, you know, mm-hmm. and when you just get to hang out with a person like that, and, but he loves CrossFit, he loves working out, he's competitive, all those things, so. You just realize, like, he's just a, he's a regular guy, you yeah. know. Um, so, one more event, you guys kind of hit the rope climb, you feel, it sounds like tons better after A lot that. better, okay. yeah, definitely. Um, you break, mm-hmm. then you guys get ready for the final event, which mm-hmm. uh, was this snatch, clean and jerk, row, Tell me a little bit about that event. Yeah, so I was—I think I was a little apprehensive about that event. Um, I, I felt okay about it, but I know, like myself, after three workouts, I'm probably not feeling awesome. And then um, I had practiced it with the Echo Bike, I think, more so, because um, whoever gets on the Echo Bike and then goes into the mach- the the clean and jerks or the snatches kind of has it worse. Let's 30 calories yeah it was and you got to choose mm-hmm. one it was of you one, one person is doing both or one person is doing one of them so both both people are working right mm-hmm. so it's the 30 cal uh, row 30 cal echo bike and they're being done at the same time and you did the, the echo bike well in in the practice oh but the so workout you- in the workout he let me start on the rower um, and then we went to clean and jerks I guess or was it snatches first maybe snatch I think it was snatch first um, and you know, he's, he's do, I think I was doing like threes or fours and he 60? was doing five. Yeah. Um, so he's doing more than me and, uh, he did the echo bike first and, 
then we went back and I was about to get on the echo bike. He's like, no, it's okay. Get on the rower. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you got you so much. I mean, he's, you're probably built more for rowing and he's probably, you know, yeah, more than him. Maybe that's kind of what the strategy was in his yeah. mind. You're, here's my partner, six foot forever. Or maybe he's just trying to be nice to me. <laughs> one, of, one of the two. Um, and then we went into the clean and jerks and I, I think we, I think I was able to do fives or something. He was doing six or seven. So, um, it seemed like he was actually hurting a little bit in that workout. Oh, um, expand on that. How did you, what'd you see? Well, like I said, he was doing more than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but I think he, he was also having some back stuff going oh. on. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> I think, I, I think he was like, yeah, thanks for taking a couple of those. I, I needed, I needed you to do that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> sure thing, Rich. Anytime you need me to help out with some reps. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys divided up, but was there a plan discussion before or did it just happen that way? I think we talked about it briefly, but you know, it's like, it's, it's with him. It was like never like intense discussion. Like, this is how we're going to do it. Let's stick to our game plan. It was like, hey, you want to do five? I'll do like, I'll do like six or seven. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Wh- whatever he told me, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> when you watched him do that part of the workout, like clean and jerk and snatch, I mean, did you did you have any thoughts? Like, was it smooth? Was it like, you know, just easy? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's like you got 135 pounds on the bar, and it looks like he's just playing around with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's every rep looks the same. You know, it doesn't look like he's struggling for sure. So you didn't feel like you had to coach him? No, I didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, then. That was the event, but then immediately into mm-hmm. the next event. So basically, that first part was the row, bike, mm-hmm. snatch, row, bike, clean and jerk, mm-hmm. which you guys did really well in. Mm-hmm. And then it went into what? The one rep max snatch. Um, with the remaining clock. With the remaining time. Yeah. yeah. And I think we had we had a pretty good amount of time. I feel like we had seven or eight minutes, um, which was which was a good amount of time. And so... Um, I just kind of hit some like smaller ones just to kind of get back into the snatch mood because we because it was snatch and then clean and jerks so i hit like 135 and then 155 and then 175 185 and now you you had i think during the week you had done that snatch workout right or you had been practicing your snatch i i kind of remember you snatching heavy that week maybe um, it, was it in preparation for the or did you not I can't remember. Okay, if I'm honest. Okay, um, so going into it, did what knowing you had to snatch, what was your goal? I would have been really happy with 200. Okay, um, and then now it's actually you're feeling the effects of part one of that workout mm-hmm. and the day. In the day, yeah. So what was so? Your- I mean, 185 felt heavy. Uh, I think I think he made me go from 185 to 205. Um, and I, I, 205 was like a stretch for me. Um, and you do I don't it? think I'd ever power snatch 205. But you did. But you, I, but I did it after two attempts. Okay, so you went 185. Did he get one in here and there? Yeah, he did. I think he, he would ended do up it. getting 255, right? Yeah, at some point he started like adding weight between attempts, and then we would strip it off for me. Um, 
So you did 185, you got yeah. it. Yeah, and it was a struggle. Okay, jump then, to 205. Yeah, which I would have liked to jump to 195. Rich, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> would have been nice to take a little bit smaller of a jump. He's like, you got it. I'm like, <laughs> I don't really think I do, but I'll try it. <laughs> um, and it's like, it's hot, it's sweaty. I'm wearing like, I never snatch in gloves, and I, I was wearing gloves because I was like, I don't think I can even hold on to the bar. Oh, wow. Um, but then, like, he's, like, coaching me up a little bit, and he's like, why would you start? Because I think I dropped almost into a squat, and he was like, why would you drop into a squat if you've been power snatching the whole way? Like, just power snatch it. And so I think after two attempts, I got it, and it was... Okay, so you attempted one, mm-hmm. not, no, didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And then how? what happened in between attempt one and attempt two? He didn't he, have to go. He did, he did something in, in between. Okay. He did a, a rep. Something heavier. Something heavier, yeah. <laughs> we took the weight back off. <laughs> and then 205. 205. Uh, got it. Dude, that, and that made for an amazing moment. And we got it on video. Yeah, And it it's like, cool. <laughs> I mean, it is probably one of the coolest, even the way that the video was edited. Yeah, Richard did. Richard did amazing. And just like that, that was a, and I remember a little bit of, Rich like really wanted you to get it. He did. You know, I could tell. Um, like, I, I think I was watching it because mm-hmm. I was right there. Kind of like he was like pointing his finger. You know, like he didn't want to take any more. He was good. Like mm-hmm. I'm good. I really want this for you. It just that's kind of what the, what I was gathering from that. That's what I felt too. Uh, uh, I mean, he was super encouraging and because there was a time a clock that was ticking too mm-hmm. that you had to fall within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, he was he was coaching me up through it and uh i mean like when i got it like he was he was pumped for me too which was really cool so was that a pr um if it wasn't it was close yeah um it was definitely a power snatch pr um and then he made me try 215 and i I missed that so yeah (laughs) he's like you got it throwing some more weight okay (laughs) i like how he he at least didn't go up to 225 right (laughs) He was generous on that one. Uh, so that was kind of the fi- that was the that you guys finished that. I think mm-hmm. you guys did really well in that workout. Um, so wrapping up kind of the the day of workouts, like, were you so sore? Were you? How'd you feel the next day? I think I went back to it Monday. Like yeah. I think I took I might have took Sunday off and then went back to it Monday. And I I don't think I was like the sorest I've ever been from a mm-hmm. competition, but I was I was tired. Yeah. For sure. Um, so attached to this was a fundraiser, mm-hmm. right, for Ron McDonald Charities. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was kind of in, we'll call it a different year because COVID was kind of in the heart of all this. What would you say, like, for you, because I know that you have, like, you guys had Maverick and, and actually got to use the Ron McDonald House here mm-hmm. locally. Knowing that the partnership with Rich is because of this fundraiser and you've mm-hmm. experienced it personally how did that affect kind of the situation and everything about it i mean it's just it's really cool uh, i mean you know we we talked about this the other day on another podcast but like i i know y'all went through it and and stayed at the ronald mcdonald house and it's it's one thing to know people that have gone through it or experience it and it's an, it's another thing to experience it yourself and um like the Ronald McDonald house was amazing for us in that, you know, our son was in the NICU for seven days and, um, just, it's a scary time, you know, like 
you hope there. We were never like overly like. I mean, I I I can't speak for my wife, but I was never like overly concerned for his life. But it was like still very scary, you know. Like we just had this little guy. My wife just went through all this trauma to have him, and he's like so tiny, and he's got tubes in his nose and um, struggling to breathe and. You know, you can't even hold him because he's, you know, attached to all these wires. And um, so the Ronald McDonald house made it so we could stay there and uh, at the hospital, like literally two minute walk away and just was a, a comfort and kind of like, uh, like we don't have to worry about where we're staying. We don't have to worry about driving back and forth to the hospital. Like it just made it so much I can't imagine what it would have been like without it. Um, you know, and, and I, I love hearing your your unique story because for your story and my story, there's probably thousands of right. other stories, right? And sometimes I think we don't learn about these types of organizations until we actually use them or mm-hmm. benefit from them. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that would never know what Ron would like me. I didn't know what they did until mm-hmm. we actually learned what they did through our experience. Yeah. But, you know, listening to your experience, you know, there's so many pieces to that experience that, um, that can be, uh, emotionally, uh, stressful Mm -hmm. on you, on your wife, on doctors. I mean, there's so many, and this is just one thing that Ron McDonald chose, right. To, to help meet the need of, right? Because mm-hmm. again, they're not meeting the needs of all the medical benefits that those doctors and all right. the different, I mean, that those are, there's so many needs that are being met in that moment for that baby and for you mm-hmm. and for Hannah. But they met a very critical need. So like take you and Hannah, for example, living probably 15, 10, probably 15 minute drive. Mm-hmm. Where, where the NICU, at least the one that we stayed at at Texas Children's Hospital, the first one allowed us to sleep in the room so that we didn't have a need for it. But mm-hmm. when we were getting kind of booted mm-hmm. you know but that's it was a good thing we were going to move to the regular NICU mm-hmm. you can't sleep in there mm-hmm. you know and so they you don't have that choice so in that moment it's like well Hannah has to make a decision right am I going to you know where am I going to sleep you you know where am I going to sleep or you know even Nell your other child where's your you know and for yeah. them you didn't have to think about it right mm-hmm. that, it's like hey here's this here's this place that you can stay two minute walk to to your baby mm-hmm. you know so if Hannah wants to hang out with the baby for you know all hours of the night or wake mm-hmm. up and go look at the baby or you know in those cases mothers probably don't even sleep you know right. and I remember for us the first night we were at Tex Children's in the in the actual CVICU cardiovascular intensive care unit Alicia hardly slept she was mm-hmm. just staring at Ames all night you know mm-hmm. so it's like this at least gives Hannah the opportunity to rest probably a little bit more peacefully than having to drive home and then feel guilty for leaving her baby all those things right so yeah um i just want to kind of paint a picture for Mm -hmm. people listening to know that it's a really cool organization and they do a really cool thing Mm -hmm. Um, plus you know on top of that not even talking about this yet the expense that could be you know for seven days let's just say you're going to get a I know here it's different, but at Texas Children's in Houston, there's hotels across the street or, mm-hmm. you know, St. Joe's. You know, you, if you got a local hotel, you're still spending 100 to $200 a night 
you know, you'd probably go home, but for us, it would have been in Houston mm-hmm. and we were there for three weeks. You know, that could right. be a, a big bill that, mm. you know, for $25 a night, you yeah. know, you're getting, and they're, they're kind of also like, Hey, here's some gift baskets. Hey, here's some food. Here's a kitchen. Here's yeah. a kitchen. You know, mm-hmm. just and the room is like very well, like it's it's homey. You know, yes. um, and, and I think some one of the things like with this charity is is like it. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like char- it can feel like kind of impersonal if you like give money to a charity or like like maybe maybe you hear about a charity, but it's like. Man, this this is a charity that, and I know that most charities do, but it 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 affects real people. It's like a real, like it's a real thing that happens, and it's it's very much an emotional. Um, I feel like it's an. You mentioned like the financial cost of of that, but it, like I think for in our scenario, since we were fifteen twenty minutes away, it's like the emotional impact of being close to him when he's in the NICU was far more than any financial impact. And so, you know, I think the the big thing is this like this charity and giving to this charity like affects real families. Like, it, you know, if you go to church, it's like you see the kids that are running around. It's like maybe it affected their families, you know, it, you're at the gym there's there's kids at the child care it's like it could have affected those families like the people to your left and to your right it's like think about your friends like you've got friends with kids it's like it's real families i never thought it would happen to us especially after it happened to y'all like i thought y'all took care of all that (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but you know i'm just kidding yeah no i I know know it's it's uh crazy when it actually happens to you and you are the recipient of a charity and it makes all the difference yeah because in that moment when they tell you they're taking your baby to nick you the last thing that you're thinking about is where am i going to stay right until you start actually having to figure out where how, where are we going to stay you know what i mean and i think they just remove that stress mm-hmm. that obstacle that challenge by providing this really amazing solution so mm-hmm. Kyle man thanks for taking the time to do this absolutely uh, it was an awesome opportunity to watch you compete with Rich thanks thanks for <laughs> and, the opportunity uh, and we're really, just real excited to see who gets to do it this year so. yes and please donate to Ron McDonald House like I can't tell you how much it actually affects and helps people so thanks man yeah thank you once again thanks for listening if you live in Bryan College Station We would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.